0: Hey, guys, it's Big John Radcliffe from The Finishing Move along with my tag team partner, Chris Colwell. Hi. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys, we got a special giveaway for you guys. It's our first giveaway. Really? We're getting big time now. I won't say big time. I'm already kind of big. Well, I feel special. Like in size. I have a big head. Wow. Oh, that's a personal problem, man. <laughs> hey, look, guys, we got a giveaway for you guys. We're giving away a family four-pack, a four-pack of tickets to the Coca-Cola Roxy as Impact Wrestling comes for the A-Town Beatdown. Nice job. We are going to give away four tickets. Here's how you give away the four tickets. You have to follow myself, Chris Colwell, Road Dog, and The Finishing Move on Twitter. You have to follow all four of those. Whoever follows those, we're going to give you four tickets to the March 6th event at the Coca-Cola Roxy where they will be hosting the A-Town Beatdown. So here's how you follow us. First, got to follow me at JohnRad450. Then you gotta follow Chris Colwell at Bearded Colwell. Then you gotta follow the third member of our team, Road Dog Adam Gillespie at Road Dog 680. And then you gotta follow the show at Wrestle Sports X. You don't sound very confident when you say Wrestle
1: that. Sports X.
0: Okay, at Wrestle Sports X, you gotta follow all four of those. We'll give you four tickets. We'll DM you, tell you who the winner is. You can come up to the station and pick them up, and you'll be all ready to go in to see Impact Wrestling. Now, coming up, it's the finishing move, The Dark Matches.
1: It's the wrestling talk that happens after they kick us off the air. It's the finishing move, The Dark Matches. matches. And now your hosts, Big John Radcliffe, Road Dog Adam Gillespie, and the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell.
0: Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of the finishing moves, The Dark Matches. Big John Radcliffe, along with my tag team partner, Mr. Christopher Colwell, the bearded board op, the bearded father-to-be... Hi. Boy, you sound okay. <laughs> having, a kid, having a kid will do that to you. I, I'm, I'm not very even...
1: tired. I mean, I haven't Man. got a lot of sleep. What? And the bad thing is, the child ain't even
0: here I yet. was about to say, just wait till that kid gets here. Sleep is, uh, you might as well start getting that now. Well, before you get all tired and sleepy and groggy, we have a special interview for you guys. Like we said, we hope that we get to continue bringing you more and more interviews as the year goes along. And today we had a very special guest. He goes by Mr. Impact Wrestling. If you're a Falcons fan, you know who I'm talking about. He was a former Falcon offensive tackle, offensive guard, Moose. He came into our studios today, and the day that we recorded this, the Impact Wrestling is coming to the Coca-Cola Roxy for the A-Town Beatdown. They'll be here March 6th and March 7th. We are going to give away a four-pack. One, two, three, four-pack. Four. 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 Wow. Four. So four. if you win- you So get like four t- horsemen, four. Exactly. Wow. If you win, you get to go pick three more people. You got to find three more. Could you find three more people to take with you? Ah, uh, You know, I don't know. I mean, okay, my wife loves dream me dream and dream. she likes me, but I don't know that anybody else Well, does. so technically that's one and I guess a quarter right now between you and then her <laughs> and then little Colwell. So that's one and a quarter that you yes. got. So you got to go find another one and three quarters of a person to take with. <laughs> it's way too much math. Is Hornswoggle I mean, available? Uh-oh. Oh, but we what we're gonna do? We're gonna give away a four pack of tickets. Here's what you got to do: you have to follow the finishing move on Twitter at Wrestlesportsx. Follow myself, John Rad 450. Follow Chris Colwell at Bearded Colwell, and follow Road Dog Adam Road Don't Dog Gillespie, do the Road Dog at Road Dog 680. You got to follow not one, not two, not three, but all four of those, and you win a four pack of tickets to Impact A-Town Beatdown, where you'll get to see Moose, Tessa Blanchard, Ken Shamrock, TJP, Rhino. The entire lineup is coming in. We have tickets for that Friday, March 6th. You have to follow us all, and we'll let you know. We'll DM you to let you know who all, who won the tickets. But now, without further ado, you guys are going to join us for an interview where Moose joined us. He sat down with us to talk all things Impact Wrestling, wrestling, as well as even a little football. It was a very cool interview. We guys hope you enjoy. Here it is. It is a great night to have a guest in town. He is a former Atlanta Falcon. He is the 2015 Pro PWI Rookie of the Year, a two-time Impact Grand Champion. He is Mr. Impact Wrestling himself,
2: Moose. Good evening, sir. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. Happy to be on, and let's talk. Some wrestling or football or whatever. <laughs> so, how's it feel to talk? be?
0: How's it feel to be back in Atlanta? I know you were in Atlanta Falcon. How's it feel to be? Uh, can I say back home?
2: Um, it's it's lovely. I haven't been here, and I uh, for the guys who don't know, I played for the Falcons. Was drafted by the Falcons in two thousand six. Played here for four years before I was traded to the Patriots, and um, and then I lived in Atlanta um for twelve years afterwards. Wow. Um, since two thousand six sure. and I just moved to I just moved to Orlando a couple of years ago I and mean, um I'm happy to be home. I haven't been here since I moved and um it's fabulous and then I get to wrestle in front in front of, in front of my home. my hometown crowd and it's kind of it's it's weird because I'm a bad guy on T V <laughs> and usually when I come out guys boo you. But now that I'm going to be wrestling in front of my hometown crowd, it's like, are they going to boo me? Are they going to cheer for me? Or What's going to happen? What what reaction am I going to get? So it's kind of nerve-wracking right now. Now,
0: talking about that, you were an Atlanta Falcon. You were an offensive lineman. As a lineman, you don't get a ton of notoriety. I mean, basically, you only know a lineman if they do something wrong. But now, here at Impact Wrestling, you're basically the face of Impact Wrestling. You're Mr. Impact Wrestling. Mm -hmm. How is it going from... I don't want to say nameless and disrespect offensive linemen like that, but basically no, that's being what in the we background. <laughs> I mean, we only know your name if you do something wrong. Yeah. But basically yeah. being in the background and being, you know, the overlooked star, and I'll go with that, to now you are the, the star of impact wrestling. How is how how
2: did that transition work for you? How did you handle that? I was playing because that's exactly why I wanted to be a wrestler because I was tired of being a uh, no name <laughs> <laughs> right. loser in, in the offensive line. And um, I, I mean, the transition is great. Uh, I mean, without football, I definitely wouldn't be where I am now because of the, the, the life lessons that football teaches you. And, um, like, just some of the things that that football teaches, like waking up on time, making sure you go to the gym at least four days a week, make sure, making sure you're on time. And then you take that aspect of life and you bring it into professional wrestling. Just, it's just an easy transition, man. And I feel like without my success in football, it wouldn't have taught me a show be I wouldn't have a blueprint of a, how to be successful to coming along with the wrestling and doing the exact same thing I did in the football side of it, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, no, I completely did. Yes.
1: Now, did you grow up a wrestling fan? Was it something that with football when you were playing, that was something you wanted to do maybe when your career was done? Or is it just an option that kind of presented itself?
2: No, I've always been a wrestling fan since I was like eight years old. Oh, wow. It was always something I knew that I was going to do. I just didn't know at what point of life I was going to get into it. Sure. Yeah. You're listening to the
0: finishing move on the sports Ec. Joining us is Mr. Impact Wrestling Moose, where he's in town for the A Town B Town is beat down, excuse me, as Impact that's Wrestling. To say. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bit of a tongue twister. I
2: wonder who picked the name of this show. It's like that's a dumbest thing ever. You Someone can,
0: who doesn't talk for a living. Yeah, I know, right people who don't <laughs> yeah. talk for yeah, a living don't deal with tongue yeah, twisters yeah, like as you when
2: you're cutting a promo. It's, it's <laughs> very tough. I could I could just hear people. I think every interview we've done today and every radio station we've done has fumbled Saying A Town beat. The A Town beat town right. over at the Coca Cola Roxy. Town. You did it again. Yeah. I did? No. Beat, yep. it <laughs> it's a beat, beat down. It's a beat down. Yeah, see, it's like, I have a feeling it's Josh who did this. It's Josh's fault. Yeah, Josh, Josh, Josh <laughs> just Matthews. Impact you're, wrestling at the you're Roxy. done making up names Simple. for the Impact shows. See? <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, this is a man who knows what yeah. he's he talking there about. We go. Yeah. Josh, stop making up names. No disrespect <laughs> to you, Josh. Yeah. I love what you do. But you're back home at the Coca Cola Roxy, and now you just came off a match with Rhino. Mm-hmm. And Rhino has been a thorn in your side for quite some times, but how is how much fun has it been? Because I mean, obviously, you can see that you enjoy what you do so much, and you being a wrestling fan. But coming off the match that you got two matches, I guess I'll say you guys had at Sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, what was the challenge that you faced most of all in doing two matches in a night? And now, basically, here at the Roxy, where we're going to see what the sixth and the seventh doubleheader.
2: Yeah, like the funny thing about that is, like at the pay per view, um, I wrestled Rhino. I won the match. But I feel like Rhino won the war because I spent the night at the hospital, okay. and, uh, which a lot of people don't know I'm, uh, I know about that night. So, uh, but working with Rhino is fun, man. Rhino is very easy to get along with, and he's very easy to plan matches with, and um, he's awesome, man. Like and you can it shows why he's been doing this for so long. he Has been successful doing this um, for so long. Rhino is like. He's a great locker room guy. He makes Good. being in the locker room sure. fun. Um, he's a, he's one of the guys that, like, you know when I get to a r- locker room and, and Rhino's around, we're going to be laughing about some silly joke that he's going <laughs> to be telling. So uh, it's fun having Rhino around, yeah. Very cool.
1: Yeah, we're definitely glad you're in, you are know, you healed up after uh, that war with him last yeah. month. But, you know, John mentioned your accolades when we went live and mentioned the Impact Grand Championship. And that was kind of a different idea that was kind of – brought to the forefront i guess that was what maybe 20 uh 2017 ish yeah. territory i'm
2: actually the longest reigning
1: oh, Impact grand really? champion and you're and the, only the only two, only
2: time. two time yes right. and this is what i brought this up to ross's attention and he agreed with me so everybody is saying oh moose has never been a world champion moose has never been a world champion moose has never been a world champion what's going on impact and i broke it down i was like how can you say i've never been a world champion the last time i checked the grand championship was merged with the world title. Correct. And it's now uh-huh. one title. So if I'm a two-time grand champion, two-time a I'm a two-time, world, exactly. champion. two-time yeah. world champion. Exactly, you're a two-time world champion. i a two-time world champion. I completely agree. Right. Yeah. That's very yeah. true. So, no, you're exactly right. So I have been a world champion. Sure. I've been a world champion twice. <laughs> well, yeah. There and you go. So like, come on guys do your homework you know what? Yeah. I think
1: we need to make some more notes about this yeah. but the matches for the that title were, were rounds that was something we really haven't seen in the states ever I know that's something that I think they do over in the UK more prominent over there but was that something an adjustment to kind of get used to a booking style where you are having to basically um, wrestle for
2: three or four minutes And it then, was so. actually easier physically to plan sure. those matches because you know you wrestle hard for three minutes you're going to get a one minute break where you're not doing anything <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying so it was very easy to plan the problem with those matches is it's hard to get the crowd hot. So you, if so, you imagine you wrestle for three minutes, the crowd is into the match, and then you stop, and now the crowd goes from yeah, 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 yeah to because there's a, it's a break, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? So and that's what it was. so it was great. It was a great mindset, but I think the the way wrestling has changed, you can't do that mindset now because the way. Fans react to things today was different to how they reacted to things in the '80s or in the '70s. Whenever that rule system, that round yeah. system was out, um, so I think it will be hard hard to implement now and try to get a good reaction to the crowd because the crowd usually, if you're wrestling in a hot arena in a hot area, the crowd is very into it the entire the time. The entire yeah. time. And when yeah. you take that minute of nothing going on, it's kind of like uh, mm-hmm. it's like halftime. It's like what do I do with my hands? What do, what do I do <laughs> sure. You know what I'm saying? So I, right. I, I, think, I think that system would not work in this time frame. Now, I want to go... I've been a fan of yours for a long
0: time, so I want to go back to the early part of your career, a question that I've always had. Why did you go from the Jordans to the traditional wrestling boots? Because you started Um, off, you had the zip-up Jordan jump bands that I loved, and you always had them match, your wrestling tights, your attire that you wore to the ring, and then you switched over to, I don't know exactly when, to the traditional wrestling boots. What made you do the switch?
2: Um, What made me do the switch? Um, Number one, I don't know. Um, I just got tired of the Jordans. And, I okay, actually, I know what made me do the switch. I knew at some point of my career I was going to change the way my character looked, okay, and I knew I was at some point going to transition to wearing a robe, okay, and being more glamorous and being, and I didn't think I could be glamorous and be this character wearing tennis shoes, okay. So I was like, imagine a guy wearing a thousand dollar robe, but with tennis shoes. I gotcha. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like it's almost like wearing a tuxedo with sure with Chuck Taylors. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't, it doesn't, if you're gonna wear a tux, you're gonna wear some nice dress up shoes, you know right. what I'm saying? Same thing, if you're gonna wear a robe, you're gonna wear a nice shiny boots, you know? And I'm not saying I'm not gonna go back to Jordan's at some point, because I don't know. I mean, I, am I gonna wear, keep have this character where I wear a robe for the rest of my career? I don't know. Um, I haven't thought that far, but I've, I still have every single Jordan boots that I had when I was in that era of wearing Jordans cuz you never know. I mean, I, you never know if I go back to that. And, I loved it. I will and, tell you firsthand. And, it was an amazing thing to see. <laughs> and then another thing you got to think about those shoes after a while are going to be discontinued. So it's going to be hard yes. to find. It's mm, cuz they stopped making them. It's like so the only colors I could get is the eight colors that has been made has been made. They're not making any new colors. So it's like Where with boots, if I want yellow boots, I could buy yellow boots. If I want red boots, I could buy red boots. If I want whatever color boots I could buy, I want, I could buy to match my gear with. Those Jordans, I'm kind of limited to what I could get.
0: Well, Brand Jordan, if you're listening, a Moose Jumpman would be amazing. I can tell you right (laughs) now,
1: I'd
2: grab a pair.
0: A Moose custom Jumpman, get him any color that he wants, put him out on the market, I'd
2: go grab a pair. I'm just saying. If there was a way that there was an app or something that I could create those same shoes in any color I wanted, then I might go back to wearing them, but I don't think that's even sure. feasible. So, sure, yeah. well, but I like the boots look. I like I like my look now. I mean, uh, I like my look now. It's like no. I was I was real nervous that I wouldn't be able to do some of the athletic stuff that I, I was doing with mm. Jordans on. But I mean, I, I'm I could still do all those things, bro.
0: Now you about the athletic moves that you do because. Look, you're no little guy, you're no luchador. Yeah. I mean no offense. Yeah. And some of the moves particularly coming off the top ropes. Do you ever have any concerns at that? I know it's in football, they don't, you know, we don't think about injury. You're right. taught react. If you start thinking about injury, you're going to get you injured. Get hurt, yeah. But at their, those moments when you know you're coming off the top rope your drop kicks i mean for your size it's amazing to see do you ever have that moment
2: of maybe i need to go a little more ground and pound and change the moves up a little bit um actually if you've been watching my wrestling i had quit doing a lot of those athletic stuff that i've been doing and my reasoning for quit not being as athletic and displaying how athletic i am in my match is it seems like every big man move every big man in wrestling that's a way to show that, hey, I'm good at wrestling. Watch me do this this athletic move. So I'm trying to change the style on, I don't need to do athletic stuff to show people I'm good at wrestling. There's so many things out there that I could do to show people I'm really good at wrestling. And being athletic is just a cheat code that big men who are athletic could could do to get a crowd reaction. Okay. So it's almost like, we know what, if I want a pop from the crowd, I'll do this move because it's going to eventually get a pop. But that's easy. It's kind of like... Um, do something that challenge yourself. So every time <laughs> I go out there, is not trying to take the easy way right easy way out to get a crowd pop, but to challenge myself and going about it in different aspects.
1: Sure, and yeah. I'm sure that move set change kind of happened around the same time that you went. You were a baby, you were babyface for a long time well, with very Impact, long
2: time, yeah. and then not then, only Impact, my whole wrestling career. Right, until, right. Yeah, I turned heel for the first time ever when I. Right. Last year, yeah. Yeah, sure. So what has happening?
1: been, for you, what's been more fun? Being that babyface role or being able to kind of branch out and do some different stuff as a heel?
2: Um, being a heel definitely is way more fun than being a babyface. I felt like as a babyface, yeah, people were still oh, still with me, and some people could still say that I was over as a babyface, but personally, I think I was getting stale because I was doing the same stitch um, gimmick where I would come out here and I would do this. and the, And after a while, it was like, what else can I, as a babyface, what else can I do but that is that am I gonna live off this character for the rest of my wrestling career? And I felt like at at a point I'm gonna have to show people I could do more, I could be more, I could be a character. I don't, I don't have to be just a badass. Like there's too many badasses in wrestling. Like how can I be different than this? the other badasses? You know what I'm saying? I felt like being uh heel and changing my persona and showing people that I I could, I'm a character too, I I mean I could make you hate me, I could make you laugh, I could entertain you, you know, and I think being that, Turning heel is the best thing that's ever happened to my career.
0: Joining us on the finishing move, Mr. Impact Wrestling Moose in town at the Coca-Cola Roxy. Impact Wrestling for the A-Town Beatdown, March sixth and March seventh. And if you follow us on Twitter, we're going to actually give away a pair of tickets to the A-Town Beatdown, where we're Moose, Tessa Blanchard, Ken Shamrock, TJP, Rhino. The whole lineup will be here in Atlanta to take care of business. So now stepping away from wrestling a little bit in football. <laughs> Now we said you were drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, offensive tackle, offensive guard. Have you been keeping up with the Falcons? Who's the
2: team? Who's your team? Um, I really don't have a team. I just watch. You just watch it, okay? Um, like before this year, I didn't really even watch a lot of football. But um, the onset of um, Lamar Jackson got me intrigued, and because um, every day on Sports Center or some of those morning football shows or morning sports shows, that's all they would talk about: Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this guy and. He's probably one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Now, would you have footballs like? Would you have enjoyed
0: blocking for a quarterback like him? Where basically, mm -hmm. I mean, when you watch him on what would be a traditional pass play, Mm -hmm. ultimately, pocket even if sometimes even if it doesn't break down because he's so athletic, he takes off running. You're looking for that next level block, but you can't catch him. (laughs) Uh,
2: Honestly, I think it's harder to block for guys like that. I would rather block for a guy like Tom Brady because you know. Tom Brady, three steps that ball is gone. Five steps that ball is gone. Seven yeah. steps that ball is gone. Where, what guys like Lamar Jackson? If three steps that ball isn't gone, then he's starting to scramble around, and you have no idea where it's at, and you, you it makes your job harder Correct. blocking for a mobile quarterback. And sure. people think that, oh, it's easier. No, it's actually harder because you have no idea what that guy's doing back there. Like, right. Don't get me wrong, Lamar Jackson, to me, last year was the best quarterback in the league, but if I had to pick for going to, to the Baltimore Ravens, the block for him, or going to the New England Patriots, the block for Brady, I would go to Brady every day because you know where Brady's going to be at. You know that ball's not going to stay in his hand long. You know he's going to get rid of it. You know he doesn't get sacked that much. Like, And it's a lot of times, everybody said, oh, Brady needs to play for a good offensive lineman. I was like, no, Brady's offensive lineman has never been great. It's just he never gets sacked because he doesn't hold on to yeah, the ball. Yeah, he doesn't keep the ball like too long. He ke- doesn't keep the ball too long, and that's passing the first test right there. But. Sure.
1: Well, I mean, while you were here in Atlanta, you basically got that dynamic, you, that You your comparison there. You were here with Michael Vick this mm-hmm. last year playing for the Falcons, and when Ryan came in his last two years, I mean – was it kind of that way for you when yeah, you were blocking with, for them? Same
2: thing with Matt Ryan. I mean, obviously he's not on Tom Brady's level, but same thing with what Matt Ryan. The system we had in place was: you take your if it was a three-step drop, as soon as his back foot hit on that third step, the ball was gone. If it was a five-step drop, as soon as his back foot stepped on that fifth step, the ball was gone. Same thing with seven-step. So you knew he wasn't going to hold on to the ball for that long. You and that's the kind of systems offensive lineman like playing Correct. for compared to a guy like Peyton Manning where Peyton Manning yeah they had three step drops but Peyton Manning would try to make the best play possible cuz he was like the coach on the field where Tom Brady is is more of the system that he's in and he's perfected that system and that system is the he's the best quarterback for that system you know what I'm saying but and that's I rather play for a system system quarterback than a guy who they try to let, you be the quarterback and you do everything for us. Cause that's when it makes the offensive lineman drive hard, way harder. Now
0: were you more of a, were you, cause I mean, okay yes I played a little ball in my day. Mm-hmm. I played for Morehouse College. I liked pass blocking because just that. I always had quarterbacks that I was blessed that I knew that three, five step drops and even your coach telling you, look back there after five seconds, hey what's going on back here, get rid yeah. of the ball. Did you prefer pass? Did you prefer run? Did you want to go and just literally knock it on? Were you I enjoying I'll say this
2: I was a way better pass blocker than I was okay. run blocker, but I did prefer running the ball better than passing the ball. Because you figure running the ball, you're not going to get your quarterback. There's no chance of getting your quarterback, quarterback killed. Quarterback killed, correct. Yeah, but passing the ball, even though I was way better than that, if like if I make the wrong move, I'm going to get my quarterback killed. Like, And so I was a way better pass blocker, but I, any day of the week rather run the ball than.
0: Now, who was your favorite quarterback to block for throughout
2: the Brady. entire career? Brady. Brady. I mean, um, Brady's Brady's definitely number one, just because you knew going to a game. And mind you, when I played, when I got traded to Patriots, I didn't play that much. I think I played two games, and the rest I was like on special teams. But and I played most of my career with the Falcons blocking for Matt Ryan. But the two games and the few plays that I pl- I blocked for Brady. By far, Brady was the best quarterback. It was because you just knew he wasn't gonna get sacked. You knew the ball was gone. You knew, like, for you to give up a sack, you l- legit had to whiff on the block. You know what I'm saying? To give up a sack, like, sure. and like, and I didn't do a lot of whiffing, you know. So, um, luckily for me, uh, yeah, I would say Brady won close second. bat right,
0: nice. Good company to have. Quarterbacks yeah. joining us from Impact Wrestling, Mister Impact Wrestling himself, Moose. And
1: well, and you mentioned playing for you know who your who your favorite quarterback to block for, but you've been wrestling now for close to, to ten years, and uh, based on this Wikipedia page entry I've got here, you've wrestled a variety of different opponents. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, same kind of type
2: question. Well, who was who's been your favorite opponent so far in your wrestling career? Oh, my favorite opponent so far. Um, and I feel like this was the match that put me on the map as a professional wrestler. And I'll have to say Okada when I was in Ring of Honor sure. and I wrestled him at a pay-per-view one-on-one. And I felt like before that match, a lot of people didn't know, people heard of Moose, but really didn't know who the hell or how good Moose was. And I felt like after that match, things kind of turned a little bit in my favor, so yeah.
0: So who would be your dream opponent? And we'll let's go two part. No longer with us or alive, who would it be who would be your dream opponents to take on?
2: Uh, I would say my dream opponent would probably be Macho Man. Nice. Because I'm a huge fan. And you can see um, that, yes. If you watch me wrestle, you can see that there's two wrestlers that you can see in me when you watch me wrestle. Ric Flair and Macho Man. Correct. And um, I would have to say Macho Man would be, if I could wrestle Macho Man in his prime, that would mm-hmm. be a matchup that I would die for, like, Die for the have, yeah. Would you be willing to take the elbow off the top right? Yeah, I would, yeah I, would, <laughs> I would take the elbow. Would you would, take the elbow off? Yeah, I would take the elbow. I might kick out on one, though. <laughs> no sell yeah. it.
0: Joining us on the finishing move, wrapping up with Moose, Mr. Impact Wrestling, as Impact Wrestling is coming to the Coca-Cola Roxy right here in the battery March 6th and March 7th. Moose, Tessa Blanchard, Ken Shamrock, the whole crew will be here. Now, right now in Impact Wrestling, Tessa Blanchard, Richard is the
2: champion? Oh boy, I and, just got in the heat of debate. And Ross was just looking at me about that about that situation.
0: And where she's been kind of spearheading the intergender. Yeah. When the time comes, if she's still champion and you're competing for the title, exact same
2: question I was like, Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I was, and I have a different I have a different <laughs> spill about this. And this is going to be me and character talking. Not Understandable. Quinn Ojanaka talking. Um, no, I wouldn't challenge Tessa for the title. And number one is I'm, I don't consider myself a bully. Um, for everything I do, I want a challenge. And challenging Tesla for the title won't be a challenge. So that answers that question. No, but perfect. That's a very good answer. Uh, the winning the world title, I want, I guess, my real first time winning the world title to be a challenge. I wanted to go down in the record books that, wow, Moose won his first world champion by beating – by this big challenge. And I don't think Tessa gives that to me. So to answer your question, no. No, great answer. Yeah. Well, finishing
0: up here with Moose from Impact Wrestling. As Impact Wrestling comes to Atlanta for the A-Town beatdown at the Coca-Cola Roxy Moose, thank you for joining us so much. Thank you for your time. Thank Thank you you for coming in and joining the Finishing Move. Anytime you you come back to Atlanta, you're welcome to come back.
2: Hopefully we can make this uh, every few months thing where I come back to to do these. You're
0: always welcome. We'll talk a little football. We'll talk a little wrestling. We'll talk everything that's going on out there because it's been great to have you. Moose, thank you for joining us here on the Finishing Move. You know, it's always good to talk to an offensive lineman. He and I can relate. And he and I, well, we well, I can really You know, I played offensive line too. So Pop Warner doesn't count. No,
1: no, no. I played in high school.
0: Pee wee doesn't count. I said high school. What well, were you? A guard, tackling end. You I was a guard.
1: End? I was. I was a,
0: the uh, the shifting guard. So he was a guard. He guarded the water cooler. He sat at the end of the bench, and he would tackle anyone that came near. It. <laughs> I promise you, that was exactly what he had. More like, more like the hot dog stand. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really cool having him come in, man. I go. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Really great guy, Mister Impact Wrestling. For anybody who says, "Oh, you have to have been a world champion," how can you call yourself Mister Mister Impact Wrestling? He's the two-time Impact Grand Champion. And as he said himself, since
1: it's merged with the world title, that basically makes him a world champion. Exactly. So, but you know why he can call himself that? If you look at the roster that they have right now. The guys that are on it, he's one of the longest tenured now. He's been there, I want to say, since 2016. And there's really only one other guy I can think of off the top of my head that's been there as long as him, and that's Eddie Edwards, the guy that he's had a program with in the past. They've had some really good stuff. So, what I, you know, after doing that interview, though, I figured one of us was going to ask the wrong question at the wrong time, and he would end up spearing us. I figured it would be me. Thankfully, it didn't happen.
0: Okay, first of all, it's not called the spear. It's no jackhammer needed. That's true. That's a good point. Not the spear. So
1: th- that's what would have happened. I would have called it the wrong thing. I'm glad I didn't bring it up. And then he would have. No jackhammer needed me. I think that's what would have happened. I think I won his favor though. You notice I wore the Falcons hat today, just to make sure that nothing happened to me.
0: You like a. You look like a little fullback. I mean, you <laughs> don't even look like a lineman. You look like a fullback. Well, maybe you know he might have. He related to me because I look like a lineman. You look like that's a fullback. true. I mean, lineman. was trust me. In. I went fast enough to be a fullback. Still ain't fast enough to be a footballer. we're not going to go down that <laughs> road. We hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Listen up. Check us out on Twitter. You can find us at atlsportsex.com, where all our podcasts live, as well as you can check out the show. We will bring you all things that wrestling every Thursday at the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM, 1063 FM. Big John Radcliffe, you can follow me at johnrad450. Chris Colwell, they can catch you at, at Bearded Colwell. And like I said, you guys have to follow all of us on Twitter. We'll even tweet it out here shortly. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. You can win a four-pack through the mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling A-Town Beatdown at the Coca-Cola Roxy. Friday, March 6th at, door, at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7 p.m. You've got to be there. You're not going to want to miss this. This is an amazing event that's going to take place. Well, that'll do it for us for this edition of the finishing move, The Dark Matches. For my tag team partner, Chris Colwell, the third member of our team, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie, I'm Big John Radcliffe. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.